0: friends hello janine how are you
1: i'm tired right on the now. spot right now <laughs>
0: exactly how you feel
1: i'm tired and excited because it's my birthday in a few come
0: minutes. on i was about to say that
1: my 45th
0: 45th birthday crazy uh the day this comes out may 18th yep. is your 45th birthday
1: pretty exciting
0: and it's gonna be the greatest one yet isn't it
1: i you know i sure hope so
0: well it is I feel well, good about it. Name
1: it and claim it. Name it now. and claim it. Manifest it.
0: Um, so we're still still in quarantine. I mean, of sorts. Yes. We're I mean, things are certainly loosening up a bit.
1: Yes, thank God.
0: But um we've just had so many conversations about just don't know what to believe. Yeah. About, you know, because you hear different um takes from experts of all kinds. Right saying, hey, you know, all along we should have not quarantined except for the, um, you know, the people who are more right,
1: more susceptible. susceptible
0: to it and everyone else should have just, you know, developed this antibodies and things like that to it. I don't know what to think. Um, yeah, and, it's crazy. And now it's like everyone's arguing about when we should open, how we should open, if we show up anything at all, if we should be just quarantined for the rest of the year. And I'm just so well, yeah. over it.
1: And obviously every state is different. So I yeah. think ours was one of the first to open. Yes. So
0: we're certainly among, we're out and about among a little bit. the first for yeah. sure. Um, so last week was Mother's Day. We did not get an episode out because we kind of last minute decided to go out of town. Yes. Uh, to visit my mother. In Indiana, who uh, lost her mother right as the whole yeah. coronavirus thing was was getting started um, in she, March.
1: She didn't die of that. No, but she died kind of right before. Like
0: right, yeah, right at the very beginning of everything happening. Yeah, um, and so we still have not even had a like a proper memorial service for her right. uh, because of the social distancing and quarantine thing and. Um this was going to be her first Mother's Day without her mother and so Janine had a great idea idea to surprise her.
1: Mm yes, but unfortunately my husband has not pulled off a lot of surprises and so his
0: uh apparently m- attempt- my mind doesn't
1: yeah, his attempt at a surprise was calling his father and saying, hey, I want to surprise mom. And Well, he says, I figured
0: I had to tell my dad that we were coming to their house.
1: Yes, and I get that. But I said r- rule like 101 in surprises is when you call somebody, you say, hey, where's mom? Or, hey, are you with mom? Or, hey, are you alone? Mm-hmm. And he didn't do any of those things. He just said, hey, I really want to surprise mom and come home. And he goes, well, that'd be great, except goes, she just heard you say that.
0: He goes, it won't be much of a surprise. <laughs> and I was like, what? What? Why not?
1: Speakerphone. It goes
0: well because she's sitting right here. I'm like, oh, yep, cool.
1: So that was fun.
0: Well, it was it was a surprise in that moment. Then
1: and she was thrilled, and, and it was great. Now he knows what to do. The mm, next time, maybe yeah, he hopefully. attempts I'm sure a surprise. Be
0: some other aspect that I'll screw up the next time. <laughs> <laughs> it just says what it is. Hmm. Well, I wanted to talk about something that I think is significant. I'm still wrapping my head around it a little bit, I guess processing it.
1: Yeah, and of course I'm struggling with like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, what am I going to say? What are we going to well, talk about?
0: Yeah, it's it's, and it's not that you can't understand it. It's just probably the problem is I haven't fully processed it myself, but I think it's significant enough to just start a conversation about it and that's that's all we want with this podcast anyway is to start these conversations um and so the, the the idea is what is the difference or how do we perceive the difference between the roles that we play in our lives and our actual identity right so in our lives, obviously, we play tons of roles. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a brother. I'm a son. I'm
1: a friend. A friend. An
0: uncle. I'm a youth pastor. I'm a painter. An uncle. An uncle. A so cousin. there are all these roles that we play. Same for you. You're a mom. Right. You're a sister, et cetera. So there are all these roles that we play, and I just wonder if, I don't wonder if, I know that we get really confused, I I certainly do, with my role being my identity. Yeah. And so it can be very easy to say, oh, I am a husband. And so that's, like, my role is a husband, and there's nothing wrong with, of course I'm a husband, that's, yes, I'm married, janine so i am a husband but often i wonder how easy it is for for us to slip into my identity is as a husband or my my identity is as a father um as a parent to -hmm. these children and I, i just wonder how much of that do we derive our um identity from derive our significance yeah, in life from, and so then I got it got me thinking. Th- this whole thing came up by the way. I was listening to um, Eckhart Tolle, who wrote a book called The New Earth, and or A New Earth. I can't remember one or two. He was talking on a podcast to Oprah, and one of the chapters in that book is called Roles, and I believe it's called Roles the faces, the many faces of our ego. Mm. And so while they weren't necessarily talking about marriage or relationships or anything like that, it got me thinking, it seems like that's pretty significant that if we are, if we are living a lot of our lives out of our ego and out of, Hey, this is this, this role, this is this role. These are the things that I am versus know who i am is kind of like the centered person that maybe a lot of times we don't access very often like it's hard Mm -hmm. it's very hard to live centered to live um in the present moment Um, and he talks a lot about too about how much our roles are really trying to manipulate our our environment and the people around us for an a future outcome
1: yeah, it's a little bit deep and I'm a deep person, it's a little but bit I'm deep. struggling already with like trying to process what you're saying and I don't know why it's beneficial for us in relationships to know about it. I mean I get the ego is a thing that obviously we always have to deal with yeah. and I don't know. Um,
0: well, I think it's I think my the thing behind it for me is how much strife in a relationship comes from the idea that we're playing these roles and that in these roles, there are expectations. And so well, in my role as a husband or my role of you as my wife, I, I may have expectations of what I need from you to be okay or to, to whatever in the moment. And, and my expectations of, of you and your role as my wife can really negatively shape like well this is what i expect of you and these are the these are the needs that i need you to meet or else this is not good
1: well i guess i was gonna say it's hard for me to still process this because i'm thinking yeah i mean i'm certainly somebody that has expectations but i'm thinking back to when i was a mother of young children Mm -hmm. and my life was like extra absorbed with literally sure. just them. And um, I think it, still all of this, I still think I would say goes back to self-care because there's a place for saying like, you know what, when I'm like, at least for myself, speaking for myself, when I'm good at self-care, I probably don't put expectations out into the world or upon you or my children or other people as much because I'm taking care of myself. I, I agree th- with you 100%. Totally, it's almost like clockwork for me when I probably get naggy with you or annoyed or, hey, um, you're checked out or whatever. N- you know, Not that that maybe is ever good to be that way or to be checked out emotionally or whatever, but I realize when I'm lacking, which is typically when I'm not taking care of myself and loving myself and doing things that make me happy because you, we all... Well, if we don't know, I'm going to say we all should know and I'm not a shoulder, but we, uh, we can only make ourselves happy. We can't expect somebody else to do that for us. And that's something I had to learn even into our marriage that Mm -hmm. I'm the one that can make myself happy and I should never put that expectation on a person to do that. But I'm just saying, I think I'm struggling with it all because I'm thinking, well, the, the, It goes back to when I don't take care of myself, then yes, I get what you're saying. And those are all true things. So that is a reality. Yes, I just realized that, um, I, I definitely do that when I'm just, when I just haven't spent any time alone or caring for my soul or spending time with a friend or any of those things, I tend to put more of an expectation on you Mm -hmm. or an expectation on my child or a parent, or wh- yes. whoever it is I'm feeling like I need something from, I guess.
0: I think, yes, I agree with you totally. And I, I think part of the self-care, uh, like Eckhart Tolle or, or lots of others who would be considered spiritual, I don't know, guides or whatever. Gurus? They, yeah. Yes. Um, many of them don't like to be called gurus. Okay. I'm uh, not your guru. Whatever. Uh, um, but many of them would say um, it's... Accepting the moment for what it is right now, and that—that that, I think a practice for doing that it would be self care, right? Um, and so while while they might say in a deeper way like you know just experience the moment for what it is, live in the present, um, don't don't look to the past or to the future for uh, your happiness. I think those can all be wrapped up in self care as well. And so at I the think same what time, saying is right.
1: Yeah. At the same time, I would say for somebody like me, who is a dreamer, I'm sure expectations and some of those things are hard for me to like, I, I, we've been married almost 22 years and I still have expectations. I have expectations right now about my birthday, Mm -hmm. but I don't, I I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even like, I wouldn't say I could pinpoint what those are. I just have something. Well, part of that is because you haven't told me what we're doing. And so I'm like (laughs) wondering, but you know, when you're a personality that is a dreamer, I feel like You do, in a way, probably always live with expectations because you're just imagining what could happen or, well, maybe this will happen or, oh, maybe he will surprise me with this or what maybe, you know, whatever versus just. and, And yes, it doesn't mean I shouldn't be living in the moment, but I still tend to to somewhere probably in the back of my head think, but what if this or what if that or what if I win a million dollars or what if because I'm somebody who, yes, probably is a hopeful person, but it's totally just being a dreamer mm-hmm. and imagining, you know, my world always being better. And in a fantasy yeah. world or something, I don't know.
0: And I and I think that's the thing. I don't I certainly don't think there's anything wrong with dreaming um, or anything like that. But. Yeah, I would say. It feels like. The expectation, the way that that can go wrong is it almost feels like I can't, I'm not saying you, I'm saying just in general with expectations, but is I can't be happy in this present moment. And so I'm going to dream up things or expect things that I think will make me happy. Right. And and so the whole idea is not that, Oh, it's, it's wrong to dream or plan. Absolutely not. But it's, I'm just talking about when those, when the idea of expectations or wanting things to be a certain way or wanting certain things to happen a certain way, when that becomes like, and and when those do, then my situation will be better.
1: Well, yeah, that's, yeah. It's
0: denying, it's basically saying I am not happy in this moment and I can't be happy in this moment. No, and, so and it's I really not being
1: happen. content, not being able to be content right. with where you're at.
0: Right, and so I think that's the idea. And maybe just now we kind of touched on, before this, I couldn't convey what I was thinking and she wasn't picking up what I was saying because I wasn't conveying it very well. And now I think just talking through this, it feels like that's it. Like, roles, the roles that we play, that we find our identity in a lot of times, really, I think, shove us into certain ways of thinking about life or ways of, of doing things in our lives that we feel are who we are. And so yeah. then, and yeah. so then we're like, I'm going to, I'm yeah, going to react, respond, by yeah. or do whatever this way to this person, because it, it, if, I've, if, I, if I don't, it, it reflects on me as this role right. and I'm not doing it well. Well, I've got an
1: example. Like, for instance, I would say as a kid or probably up until 18, I think we pretty much define ourselves as a child Mm -hmm. and where we fit in our birth order, Yeah, you know, how we feel our parents love us or don't love us or take care of us or don't or whatever. So I was just thinking like, yeah, probably up until my 30s, really, did I live in a place of one of the big places that I lived was the role of a daughter and what Mm -hmm. that looked like to my parents. Yeah. But some of that's just unpacking your own dysfunction and where you come from and then figuring out who you are, which you typically do in your 20s. And then in my 30s, I was still doing that, but then learning to finally let go of whatever it was I felt my parents didn't do or whatever it was I felt like I lacked. And I feel like in my 40s, I finally was like, you know what, whatever. It's like, yeah, they didn't do this perfectly. Obviously, I wasn't a perfect kid. Mm -hmm. and. You got to get to a place to accept it and whatever so that that would be one example i guess i would say of what it looks like to be the role of a daughter and i also think you know you have to say that in a way that it totally depends on probably who you're spending time with like for instance Mm -hmm. for the for most of my adult life i haven't even lived near my parents Mm -hmm. so i was yes processing that but it, it probably didn't come up or play out in my life a whole lot till I was around them. Right. You know, and it would it would be this reminder of oh, this is my role. Oh sure. Um, my brother used to say when you go back home to your to your hometown uh, because we don't live where we grew up, like you literally like pick up a script right. to what your role is in your birth mm-hmm. order in your family, and it's and crazy. I still find myself once in a while doing oh, that yeah. when we're all together. Totally. Um, But for the most part, I would say in my day to day, I don't really live in a daughter headspace because my parents don't live near me and I'm not interacting with them very often unless I'm calling them or texting them or whatever. So it's that's to me the perfect example, I guess, of, you know, you go through that and it goes in waves, obviously, as an adult. But I would say for me, the biggest one, of course, is a mother because I've been a mother now for almost 21 years. Mm hmm. And I know many years it was like, oh, my gosh, all I do is be a mother. Like right. it felt, and, and when your children are small, it's very hard to, to switch from being a mother to a wife um, it, it, because you've got children that are pulling on you and needing you physically for everything. And then your husband comes home and it's sometimes you can feel like oh it's another demand or whatever and um especially sex or whatever like you can feel like i can't give anything else of my body because Mm -hmm. my children are literally feeding off of me sure and so that was a a, real thing yeah that was a big time in my life where i felt like that was it was probably more confusing my roles because it was like i don't know how to do both
0: right and there's nothing and again there's nothing wrong with these roles that we play, obviously we all play these roles and they're important and they change. It's when they become our identity. Um, I I think for me, the parenting thing is also a a very good example um, because I often wonder the ways that I interacted with my kids, especially when they're littler Mm -hmm. sometimes now, to be honest um, the way I responded or reacted to their, to their behavior um I I would I would kind of blanket the whole thing as saying well I, I don't want them to grow up to be people that people don't like right like I don't want them to grow up to be you know people who are annoying or whatever and while that may be true I I think you have to be honest and say and it's also because I don't want people to think that I was a sucky parent
1: right they don't we don't want people to hate us either
0: and so how much of my overreaction responses to their behavior as right. a child, was me really defending my own pride as, a, as their parent. Oh, for sure, yeah. You know, and so that's, that's, I think that's when it gets really unhealthy is when, no, my identity is wrapped up in being their parent, and the way they turn out is a direct reflection on me and how people see me.
1: Oh, right. Well, yeah, because we've literally, we were just having a conversation about somebody we know who's in their 40s that were like, uh, they kind of turned out that way pretty much because the parents sucked at parenting them. And, and certainly none of us are going to do it all right, but they really struggled this, this family with boundaries. And so they're literally still dealing with that with their adult child now. And I'm thinking, yeah, we all, we, that's the mindset you have as a parent is, mm-hmm. you know, yes, you don't want to screw up your kid, but you also don't want to look like a total idiot, loser parent who had no idea how to parent their kids. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely, um, two different perspectives.
0: Yeah. And so. I just thought it'd be worth a conversation and I don't know how this, how I, I feel like there's a major thing that maybe I'm not too, I'm not there yet with how this works within just a husband, wife or, or whatever the relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, um, that kind of thing. If we're each playing those roles, how that can affect the way that we respond and react to each other. Yeah. Um, and, and I do think um, one thing he says is that our behavior is not who we are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so the the way that you respond to me, or the way that I respond to you, well, that's that's not who that person is. Right. And it's I've just an I've struggled with or... that, you know, like right, especially early on in our marriage. I'm like, she's just, she's mean. <laughs> and it's like, no, she's not. She's
1: from New York. uh, That's what I was saying I'm just from New York
0: But but your behavior is not who you are Right And uh, he says that acceptance is vital Both for your own ego and for the ego of others
1: Can we we also just say that I'm not That's like he just totally played me out to be Just I'm a mean person I'm actually not a mean person I didn't But I'm saying that's the one thing you picked out of When we were first married That she's mean like, I married her, and she's mean. No, yeah. No, I okay. was honest. I do need to. And yeah, I probably could be cutting at times, for sure. Who can't be? But I just like everybody not think that's the only thing that they're going to know about me is that oh, I'm mean. Oh, my
0: gosh. Of course not. That's what I mean. It was early on in our marriage. I took you responding to probably most...
1: Well, it was mostly my tone. You, it, yeah. w- If I would get Maybe your tone,
0: yeah. or it was you know something you expected of me that I didn't do right. And I was... Or do the way you wanted, or or whatever it was. Well, it was
1: also me expressing emotion, which you were not used to. Right. So your mother, to this day, doesn't do that. So you were like, what is happening here? Why is she yelling? Or why is she angry? Or why is she saying not nice (laughs) things? Like, that was so foreign to you, which actually just shows how crazy that is, that you grew up in a home that apparently you just didn't see that at all. Um, Not that I remember. I'll just, I just was... Obviously, very honest. Sometimes too honest. But and I'm not saying I couldn't be mean. I could. I'm just saying that's not the only, the only no, thing. No, of course
0: not. But I'm just saying, like even 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 in a moment, if you got angry or whatever, I would take that to a, an extreme degree and say because you,
1: I married a mean, got person. <laughs>
0: emotional or angry, you're just you're a mean person, right? And it's like that's kind of sick. Um.
1: Well, no, and because the reality is we all have our mean or bad moments, it doesn't mean we're bad people. Right. And that's the thing, which I think we learned that as we parented, when our kids could be that way, like, into this day, because they are teenagers, sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're jerks. And then I, or I'm like, I didn't raise you to be like that. And the reality is, sometimes they're exhausted, sometimes they don't, they're hormonal, they don't know what they're thinking or feeling, and they're just speaking and being honest too. right? And we have to as parents it's a lot easier i think than in the spouse spousal relationship to be able to go you know what i love them and they're having a rough time or i don't think it's as easy to forgive our spouses a lot of times i think it's easier to do that with your children um but yeah
0: i just i i it feels like there's something there like if if i step if i'm playing the role of of a husband there there's probably a, a mental image of everything that means and oh if well you, how about and, and if you don't play into the role that i think that is right for me as a husband then there's going to be conflict well same for you
1: and for, and the perfect example is the kind of marriages we saw growing right. up we saw our parents be married and what did that look like to us so you go into marriage with an expectation of mm. what marriage looks like and honestly we didn't even really talk about that i don't think we were like hey what's your expectation when you get married no, you know of it's not. like we didn't even it, which is kind of silly because i think in premarital that would be a great question what are you expecting when you get married like what's it going to look like how is it going to be different than what you're doing now like right. um what is it that you expect when that person comes home from work or or You know, do you have an expectation about your house or how clean it is or the time that you spend together? Like even if you were to go through love languages, that would be a huge thing to talk about. This is my expectation because this is how I felt loved. And clearly we both came from different families who did it differently. So Hmm. it worked out in a way that when we got married, it wasn't this crazy shock to our system, but our biggest struggle was the communication piece because I expected, I don't care if you yell, scream, cry, whatever, I want to communicate. And you were like, clam up, shut down, not talk, and I'm like, "Oh, dear Lord, yeah. it's like a brick wall." And then I just felt neglected and abandoned emotionally because I cuz you didn't know how to process the same way I did. Right. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think I think we're getting close to what I what I felt like there was something there with this whole role thing in a relationship.
1: Well, can you touch on because I feel like this would be the main thing you were originally talking about, and maybe you're going there. Yeah. But the like with you and I, like an example of that, like like do you feel like we get into a certain argument because I'm in a headspace of this is my expectation of you? Or, I mean, obvi- it, like even that's hard for me to say when it's like, hey, I really need this. Sometimes I think, is that actually wrong to need this? Because, yeah, people have certain needs. And I, you know, like there's the book his ne- His Needs, Her Needs, and I think... But is that actually really uh, codependent? And like, should those needs I be getting from me or God, and not ever putting them on you? That's a hard question. But I do feel like
0: should I give my opinion?
1: Oh yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> well, you're not going to give it a fact. Just doesn't because... mean
0: it's right. I. It just feels to me this is some. This is a question I have run over in my head so many times over the years, and I can't get to a really good spot on it. I I think I heard something recently that helped me though. The idea that you have needs that need to be met by another person.
1: Right. That doesn't really sound right. To
0: me (laughs) feels like that's all ego.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Now, here's the thing. That doesn't make it bad necessarily. Doesn't like it. Doesn't make it bad, but it does feel like, hey, for me to be happy in this life, right. you're gonna have to do this for I
1: me. I expect you to do this, or I expect you to do that. Yeah,
0: does not feel like the ideal picture of health right. of of you know spiritual, emotional, mental health.
1: But there's at also at the same
0: time. It feels like in a relationship like we have, there is. If we're both giving, it it feels like. If it feels like the the perfect marriage would be, hey. I I don't need these things from you for my soul.
1: Right to survive
0: to be, not even survive. Yeah, that's true to be I happy. To, yeah. I don't need these things from you. But, but I like them. <laughs> but this is but just I want you to know the kind of things that I appreciate, the right. kind of things. And then when you're both working from this place of I don't need these things from you to be Well you know, right happy because that's controlling
1: or demanding.
0: But when but I just want you to know I do appreciate it when the, and so I don't need these things from you and I'm still being very and and this is where I fail really hard is but i know the things that you appreciate and so well i know you may not need them i'm still giving them and you in return to me
1: right which i do feel like totally goes along with like love language because the fact is i probably love you the way i wish you were loving me mm-hmm. a lot of the time and right. so i don't know if that's because it's like Hey, love me this way. If it's what we're actually doing almost subconsciously, right. or if it's just this is how I know how to love. And so this is what's familiar. So this is what I'm doing. Like I always say to you that I'm a words person, and you are not, you are a words person when it comes to writing things down, but you are not really very vocal words person. So then I'm like, could you read what you wrote me? Because I need to hear that. But, right. um, But, you know, we've been married almost 22 years and that hasn't really changed for you. And then part of that is not asking someone to just become a totally different person or personality. But I do think there's something to say for putting in effort to say, you know what, this is challenging for me because it's not natural. Um, Like, like, let's say like your affection and let's say I was like, I am not affectionate at all, but I'm going to go out of my way to be that way. And I am. I'm probably the most that way with you and my kids. But like, there's something to say for, I think still being intentional about, you know what, this might not feel natural for me, but it's something they really like, so yeah. I'm going to do that. But like you said, it doesn't mean the other person's demanding it or saying, hey, just FYI, we're not going to be good if you don't do this. I mean, right. that's obviously jacked up.
0: Well, both sides of that, I'm just realizing, both sides of that, there, there, in my mind, has to be ego at play. So right. in other words, and selfishness you, for you, sure. you saying, hey, this is a need of mine that I hear Words come out of your mouth that are affirming of me.
1: Oh, it's not even affirming. It's just like or, words. Yeah, whatever
0: it is, <laughs> just some like words. Those, those, there's some kind of ego in that. Yeah, like oh, something sure. about that helps me feel good about myself, right? Or whatever. And
1: it's typically from a lack of something you right. feel like you didn't. But get. then there's
0: also it feels like there's also ego on my part, right? To say, well, I'm not. Yeah, that's man. not how I am at all, right? So
1: why would I go out of my way to of do luck. that? Yeah. yeah. So there's
0: ego just all over everything we do
1: (laughs) yes well that's the the sin and human nature i think the whole
0: point of this conversation is not like oh hey here's how to fix that it's more the first step as with almost anything is recognizing awareness that it's the ego
1: well and yeah and i think even like you could say If you get into like the nitty gritty of things in relationships, especially in a partnership or marriage or whatever you want to call it, like for instance, sex, I mean, there's obviously one person probably would say, I need it this many times a week. And the other person would say, yeah, I don't, or that's not a need for me. But the reality is even that I'm realizing is ego. And it's typically because of when you really break it down, what I'm learning about things like that is I think some of that comes from whether it's abuse as a child or neglect mm-hmm. or not love or whatever, that's probably why somebody physically feels they need something mm-hmm. like that. Right? And and obviously it's tied, it's not just sex, it's tied to intimacy and um, physical touch and all right. of those things. But I'm, I'm realizing like that, you know, that is, it's not necessarily, I mean... I don't know how you want to word it. I mean, it is needs, but it's like, is it really a need? Or it's a dysfunction of yours Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. you're feeling not loved because Mm -hmm. you're not getting this. Right. And most of the time, at least in my experience and conversations with people, there's one person in the relationship that wants or needs that more than the other. And when you actually break it down and talk to them, or if you have talked to those kinds of people, it typically is because of something in their past. It's something they didn't get or right. got too much of or, you sure. know, whatever. And so it's like anything, you probably, one person takes that to an extreme in a relationship of a need and the other person, you know, it's it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. But it's just interesting how how that's, it is totally ego stuff and that you have to, yeah. like, what would it look like if we said, and, and sex isn't a great example for this, but I was going to say, what would it look like if we were like, gee, you know, why am I feeling so not loved or Mm -hmm. lonely or like I need a hug or whatever it is? Like, what? where am I at in this moment with my ego or whatever it is that I'm feeling like, oh, I'm so annoyed with my spouse right now because they have not given me this. Right. If we could stop and actually ask that or even have a conversation before we went and said and tried to point out somebody else's faults, we'd probably Mm -hmm. be in a lot better. That's actually a
0: good, that might be a good exercise to know to know if you are working out of ego, to ask yourself, "What would you say? How wh- how am I feeling, or how what am I?"
1: Yeah, like like like, am why, I, am, I like why am I feeling like I am lacking? Why am I feeling like I
0: am lacking? And if the answer is, "Well, because she," right away, that's ego. Well, it's totally because somebody because is not he... meeting
1: meeting or. It's, it's control, it's fear, it's all of that because it's saying that person isn't meeting my expectation, uh-huh. isn't, isn't doing this to meet my selfish mm-hmm. desire or my need. So then, you know, as a believer in God, I would probably say, yeah, or would have been taught to say, well, first of all, you need to take that to the Lord and say, God, you know, I need you to... What, even I need you is very demanding, but I really, I'm really i feeling this lack or I'm feeling this longing or whatever, and I don't even know really what it's about, but I'd love for you to fulfill that and or help mm-hmm. me with that versus going to a person. Because yeah. the reality is most of the time if I go to you about that, that's the, it's only a fight that's going to ensue. It's going to be, right. well, she's attacking me, and she's saying, I don't do this, and mm-hmm. I, I'm never good enough, and blah, blah, blah. And the reality is, as we're talking about it, or I'm even saying it out loud, it really... It totally has nothing to do with you. It has to do with me.
0: Right. Same. Which I did Same learn even
1: in The Surrendered Wife and The Empowered Wife. Those books, if you guys haven't read them, I would suggest them. Yeah. That was the biggest thing. I Probably one of the biggest takeaways was, oh, when I'm not happy and want to point out anything or everything that I feel he's not doing, it's typically because I am miserable with myself or what's mm-hmm. going on with me. It's, it's just an easier way to point out somebody else's wrongdoing instead right. of mine. So...
0: Yeah, the ego is the ego is is essentially always constantly manipulating environments and people mm-hmm. to in order to get what it thinks it needs.
1: Oh, well, and I would say even after you're saying that it makes me think, I mean, even as a mother with children. Right. Like I you have taught me a lot of the things like that I had to learn to let go of or whatever, but even as you live in a headspace of a dream world for your child or like, for instance, my son who I wanted to have a ceremony graduating from high school and he still may, but like that, it's really probably about me somehow. I don't even, I mean, like, I'm like, I want it for him, but I want it for me too. And I wanted to be able to celebrate and praise him and let everybody see he did this great thing. Now, I don't really think it was so that I got credit because I raised him. I I don't think that's it for me. I just think that it still comes back to like the satisfaction of, I don't know, an accomplishment or a, Everybody gets to be a part of the celebration with you and your son. And I mean, I certainly want him to feel special because it's been a oh. hard high school experience for him. And yet when i when I talk to him, he's like, yeah, I mean, it's not that big of a thing to me. It's really probably my mom's more bothered by it than me. So I would I'm say, like, what is that? Go I would back say to?
0: unfortunately, it probably is a little bit not not credit in the sense of, oh, I want to do this so people can come up to me and say how great I did. No, oh, not no, that. I don't feel, like but I think about there it. is. Because I think about myself, and unfortunately, there probably is a little bit of saying, this is my son. Right. So
1: Well, he's our only son who's graduating from high school, and yeah, you want to be. We
0: look at him. He's awesome, and we did a great job. Yeah. And because I've felt, I have noticed myself doing that with his drumming. Yeah. I I think he's amazing. And And I think it's good. There are times that I've caught myself thinking, he's amazing, and so people are going to think i'm cool because he's amazing (laughs) seriously
1: yeah i mean i'm sure as parents we all do that i i think sometimes it's like sometimes they I, i mean i feel like for me a lot of the time I can honestly say it's because I want them to get, because I didn't, because I was a middle child and probably felt like I didn't get credit for a lot of things. I think I'm like, I want my kids to get credit for what they're doing. I want people to celebrate them. I think a lot of times I feel like they're not getting celebrated. And yes, as parents, of course you are, but you want the other people to, and they might go, I don't care.
0: See this. So that is, there is is. a little bit of ego motive to say, Hey, I want them to get credit. Why? Because I didn't feel like I did. Right. Right, so, it totally
1: goes back to your own story, for yeah. sure. And a lot of times they're like, "Yeah, I don't care at all." And you're the only one that cares, and <laughs> then I'm like yeah. And then I'm like, "Okay, yeah, this is clearly just about me."
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so I think I think it, the parenting examples I, I feel like that's so easy. Yeah. to to recognize, and and maybe it's a little harder at times in our relationship to no, to notice because there is a With children, there there is an underlying thing or, or an unspoken thing of you're not supposed to like d- depend on them for your well being. Like everyone knows that it's unhealthy to rely on your child to give you your sure. self worth, right? Or, or or whatever. And well, but with you hope everyone, but knows, with your but spouse, does. yeah, it's almost ingrained in us that you know with phrases like Jerry Maguire, Do you complete me, or or or, you know, we're we're you're my help meet.
1: Oh, I hate that. Well the other thing is and, we and s- know each other's struggle or yeah. our, we know each other's dysfunction or wounds, childhood wounds. So in a way, I think we do. We immediately go, Oh well well I know that this was whatever for them. Right. So but I should be I think
0: it's harder to recognize our ego in a relationship sometimes because there's an ingrained thing in our heads. That you are supposed to to be oh, this yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, that's true. Yeah, and yeah. So we, it's not Yeah, wrong. we go into it assuming because we've been taught that. Yeah. This is what you're supposed to be helping me. Yeah, like, you're supposed to be playing the role duh. of the wife. Yeah. So
0: what what gives? Yeah. Um,
1: and luckily, I feel like we live in a society now where the roles clearly are not like typical roles. I mean, they're they're very much being mm-hmm. reversed, and. I don't think it has to be a mm-hmm. um stereotypical that the men man goes out right. to work and the woman stays home or whatever it used to be. obviously that's changed a ton, which is great, but um maybe that that actually allows people to not i don't know live in the headspace yeah. of that kind of a stereotypical role,
0: so I think that one one way that this idea of roles as identity has has messed me up in a relationship has been i think there have been a lot of times that i do see see you as my wife or my children's mother mm-hmm. and not always as a human being mm.
1: so how would you treat me differently if you saw me as a human being <laughs> i mean like what's the I mean, different for that i think like, I've it's interesting better.
0: i think it's because when you see someone as a human being it's almost like, have you ever felt um, more sympathetic for someone else?
1: Oh, well, sure. And have
0: trouble doing that with your spouse? Yep. <laughs> Why is that?
1: <laughs> well, there's the a little... because
0: that person, that other person doesn't play a role in your life. Right. That you're expecting them to play. Well, it's also you're, you're you don't live with them, as them as and you're not you haven't beings. been with
1: them for you know sure. in a sense like you would feel probably with a sibling growing up. You're like, yeah, yeah, I live with them, and I know all their quirks and blah sure. blah blah. So you take for granted
0: instantly not seeing them really as a human being. Oh,
1: that's true. Yeah,
0: you're seeing them as these roles that they've played yeah. In your as
1: life. oh, he's just my husband, and he can handle it. Yeah. yeah, or
0: you know, oh, I've heard this before, and you were fine, so <laughs> you'll be fine again. Yeah, that's
1: tr- That's true.
0: You know, and so yeah. I think. Not only do we find identity in our own roles, but we place identity on other people in our lives, mm. in the roles that they're playing in our, in my life.
1: Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so what else?
0: Something to think about. Um. I don't know. I mean, I feel like we could keep digging. I feel like the more we talk, the more we understand what we were trying to say.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, there, there's just something to, and, and I, I totally dig this, um, I don't know, I guess you wouldn't say movement, but the whole enlightening awareness, yeah. you know, being the present in to the moment. I think that's all very powerful, but I have yet to really put that into practice very well. Like I, I, I find myself intellectually being able to be like oh my gosh that makes so much sense but then i don't really practice it too well
1: right like if you said to me when we were dealing with something (laughs) if we if i was on you about something or we were arguing or whatever and you said so what is it that you're lacking that you're on me right now how would that go i that would be interesting (laughs) if you said that No, I'd probably be like, shut up or whatever initially, but then I probably would go, no, yeah. I mean, I do feel like I'm at a place now where I'd be like, yeah, I know he's right. Now, I might not react positively to, you know, in the moment. Um, We weirdly, though, I don't know why, we weirdly, I feel like a lot of our arguments are through text, which is probably, I don't know if that's healthy or not, but I think it's because your words come out easily for you through text. But a lot of times I feel like, we could have an argument in person and then we wrap it up through a text where we talk it out. Sometimes it's it's, some of its time. And sometimes it's like, we're not going to just stand there and argue for a while in front of the kids or whatever, just because they get annoyed with us. But, but I feel like there's more of
0: it it all go, maybe it just hit me. Mm -hmm. It all goes back to me. The personality I've created myself for myself is non-conflict. Right. And so I think I've I think I've trained myself, not intentionally, probably subconsciously, to not just rather than react verbally mm-hmm. and just have this back and forth and be like, Where'd that get us? And we said mean things to each other yeah, but it's and, not necessarily
1: mean things. Sometimes I'm like, could you just give me like uh, feedback?
0: No, I know. I'm not saying it's. Vocally? I'm not saying it's right or healthy. I'm saying I'm. I'm wondering if, if I if if my mo is I'm not going to react in this moment because I know where that could lead. Uh, and then, or are
1: you afraid it could lead to me being like bye bye I'm leaving like because oh, uh, maybe. as because as a 9 that's certainly maybe you don't like rejection probably and you don't like some, your your biggest fear is like somebody leaving Lost. you or loss I, I mean what's interesting about that i never thought about that but what's interesting about that is um at the same time well i was going to say you're you're also a processor so i feel like you, it's harder you're not somebody in the moment that that I I mean you are when it comes to problem solving like with other people and but humor. with you and I
0: so it's not that's why i'm like so it it's not it doesn't
1: always play out like that
0: that's why i'm that's why i'm getting to this point because i don't yeah. feel like i have a, like a mind processing issue no like i'm very quick-witted and in a conversation
1: but it's not in your nature so i it's not in your nature to go i'm going to have an argument with this person correct now i'm sometimes saying like, in my mind, I'm thinking, I don't need you to have an argument with me. I just need you to respond. Like, right, but explain why you're saying that or communicate would, something.
0: A response for me could lead to just a big argument that I would deem unnecessary.
1: So it's easier to write it in I'm, a text I'm, and then we can... I'm
0: speculating here, but I'm just yeah. wondering if that's what's going on below the surface. Because if I can just get through this Smooth tension right now... And then I can think through, okay, this is what I feel about the situation <laughs> minus the... Yes, uh, minus the drama reactionary or Reactionary yes, emotion.
1: Or the emotion. Yeah, well, it's... Which, you know, to some degree Probably doesn't I get, work great. Some degree just, I get, but I, for somebody like me, it feels like...
0: Please understand, I wasn't painting a picture of like, and this is how I've, I've perfected it, and it should be this way. Totally not.
1: No, but I'm just thinking for me... For somebody with my personality, it can feel like like you're basically just not caring. Right. So at the same time, one of the things that I've learned about you in my role as your wife is I know you enough to know, well, we can. I can pretend I'm mad at him or not even pretend. I can be mad at him and annoyed with him. But before long, he'll be showing up saying, "Hey, are you still are you mad because you don't like for us to stay in that place?" Who does? No, I know, but it's a lot easier for me to stay in that place longer than you. Oh yeah. Um, and then you'll be like, "So are you done being mad at me?" Or and I might be like, "No." Oh, I'm. But it's because we didn't process through it. Like for my me, I'm like, "I we need We wake to... up the
0: next day and it's all good.
1: I know. Which, <laughs> which sometimes that That's is the stupid. case for us. But what I'm saying is when I give you the cold shoulder or act like you're seriously annoying me and you're like, okay, can you like be done with being mad at me? I'm like, no, because we didn't even get to discuss what happened. (laughs) And, and yeah, some things I think I'm like, yeah, whatever. I was just being grabby and blah, blah, blah. But if it's a bigger thing, I'm like, I can't just not process that. And it is hard because you come from a family who didn't process really anything and we overly processed. So we are trying to figure out a way to find, yeah. A good in-between with our personalities. Totally. But yeah. Well, well. It's interesting. I mean, I don't know if we really got anywhere with the. I think we did. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I think there's a lot you could talk about on Oh that, my gosh. Yeah. On that. I'm just saying, I don't feel like you and I got somewhere with roles. Like, what does it look like as being even just us, husband or wife? Like, what kind of a role do you feel like you play? And uh how does it. I don't know, affect your day to day or like, okay, so you play Janine's husband. What is, it, like, I could say to you, I could probably list. This is the things I know about my husband, about the way our marriage has been. Like, I know if I text him and say, hey, can you pick up such and such? He'll probably, he'll do that. Like, and I don't mean that in a sense of like, I'm going ma- to I know if I manipulate him, he's going to do this for me. I don't feel like my brain is saying that, but there's things that is a routine for you guys of like, this is how we do things. So yeah, like, Hey, I know one of the things that actually the other day I was thinking this and I didn't say it to you, but I should have, but I was actually appreciating, you know, what's really nice is that, you know, he's going to stop at the store and get such and such. But like, I told you, Oh shoot, did you leave the store? And you said, yeah, but I can go to another one if you need something else. And I was thinking that's actually really nice because I'd probably be like, Oh geez, I don't want to go to another store. (laughs) It's minor, but oh, I was thinking that's to nice be, to me. Like that he's willing to be to fair. I've
0: half thought that before.
1: Oh, well, I'm, it <sighs> didn't shock me. And I think there's times that you're like, yeah, I really don't want to have to stop if I don't have to. But when you've offered, I'm like, well, that's nice. And um, it's something small, but I appreciate it. But I was thinking, you know, that's just a routine with you and I of mm-hmm. like, that's the expectation I would say is for you as my husband. Now, I will say I had the expectation the other night that when I said could you get me this and this from the grocery store and you guys you went out with the kids and went and got fast food and you totally didn't it. bring anything home totally and, spaced it. and looked at me and said if you wanted something you should have told me and I said I did and you forgot it and you're like oh yeah but I also had to go well he's been working all day trying to do all this other stuff it was, he clearly was exhausted and forgot and whatever
0: well it was also that we went to a couple the kids wanted different things from right. fast food places so we went to two different restaurants and you had a
1: child driving and
0: you said well, well I didn't know you were going there I might have wanted something and I was like well I didn't you acted like you didn't want anything when we were talking about fast food right I wanted something better. from the grocery store that we right. forgot and she said I, want, and I forgot <laughs> she had earlier said I wanted you know lemons and lemon juice from Kroger and I was like yeah fine and I and so she, she, you, I was like well you acted like you didn't want anything when we were talking about like fast food dinner, that's what I was thinking. I know. Until you, you realized, yes, oh. I did ask for something. I was like, "What?" And you're like, <laughs> I was like "Ice oh, cream,
1: crap, and these lemons or whatever." And you're like, totally "Oh yeah." Totally
0: spaced it. Well, and it so didn't help that I felt like we were gone forever. I I know. We drove down to well, doesn't matter. But the
1: point is, I'm saying that would be like a, oh, that's not like you, that kind of right. a thing. But I had my little like "Mm, mm, mm, whatever and that's so annoying moment but then I just was like whatever he probably is tired and it wasn't obviously a huge deal although I was thinking well I basically didn't get anything to eat so I had to come up with whipped cream and something else that I was eating um but, you know, if you think about, that's a small example of roles, but there are things like that that you do have minor expectations mm-hmm. about the other person that they will, do, you know, help you with or do for you or whatever, which some of that's just after being married so long, there are things like that we do.
0: I'm, I'll have to put some more thought <clears throat> into what roles I feel like I identify as. Yeah. Because um, obviously I'm sure I do. I just can't think of the top of my head, I, but I know for a fact that, that I have moments, like I said before, that I treat you or see you in your roles, right. not as Janine, the human being.
1: Oh, like, hello. Like, how about our children? They only probably view us as a mother or father. And right. never, like, I'm like, Which, uh, yeah, could you they're, un- they're I know, but teenagers. I want to go, that was totally jerky and mean. And could you recognize that I'm a person with feelings? No, they're not going to for a while. No. Until they're a little bit older. Yeah. And I can't wait.
0: <laughs> so uh, I'm sure there's more to this conversation, but yeah. it just felt like it was fresh in my mind and it felt like there was something there Yeah, for all of us.
1: Well, we'd certainly like feedback about it if anybody yes. else has something they've processed with that. We'd love roles. to hear from you.
0: If if you have found yourself kind of, your identity gets caught up in a role. Mm-hmm. Uh, what that role is, if you've been able to kind of recognize that, or maybe if you're, com- you've, if you're just now kind of coming to an awareness of that. Um, I certainly wish I had a little more awareness than I have now when I was like in the raising children era. But you know what? It is what it is. We well, did the best with what we had.
1: And the reality is all those roles change. Yeah. So we're going to go through different seasons mm-hmm. of where, oh my gosh, it feels like my only role is as a mother. or right. Oh my gosh, do I have any friends? It feels like I don't even I'm not even a person with friends like that's just a forty some year old person with friends like that's just that's a role, but a lot of times you feel like you lose that mm-hmm. in parenting in life. So you know obviously there's a lot more conversations you could have on right. this because so many of those seasons change.
0: Yes, so let us know what uh your thoughts on on this conversation. We'd love to hear from you. um we can be. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook. We are at An Awakening to Love on both of those. Obviously, continue. We'd love to uh, for you to continue listening to the podcast, to rate, review,
1: just subscribe,
0: subscribe, share, share all those things. Sure. Just because the more people, the merrier yes. in in having this conversation, and I, I just feel like the more discussion we can have on these things the better we can kind of help each other yeah live these lives and these relationships that we're in and so we'd love to hear from you
1: and let's just say this too if you have any specific things you want us to discuss or talk about that we deal you've either dealt with or you want to know if we've dealt with please post that because we'd love ideas too
0: yep so hit us up on the socials we'd love to hear from you yep janine happy birthday thank you Big four, five.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know if that's a big one. It feels everything that ends in five or zero seems like a big mm-hmm. one. I don't know. Who, I don't know who made that up, but
1: we'll go with that.
0: Obviously, we're getting close to the mid-century thing. That's... Yeah, let's not talk okay. about that. Okay, forty-five is awesome. I love yeah,
1: you. I love you too. Happy
0: birthday. Thanks. See y'all. Bye.